Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rethink Games with Scott Novus, and I'm your host, Scott Novus. And in this season one, episode nine, we're going to move into the third part of my series on starting a recreationally sports program. As you may recall, there's seven parts to this series. We talked about people. We talked about purpose. Today, we're going to talk about place. And in the future, we're going to talk about platforms, process, progress, and play. So let's dig in today and have a little bit of a better exploration into place. Now, a few months ago, place typically meant in person, a room, a location, an arena. There's a lot of things that happen in the esports area where people get very, very focused on arenas. And my take on that or my position on arenas has more to do with do we have a safe and consistent place to play? We're huge fans of mobile arenas. Well, you know, my background is in Game Trek. Background is in Game Trek. So I tend to think about let's bring everything we can to play. And our goal is always frictionless play. We want to make sure that if people show up, they have the opportunity to participate. So from our perspective, a great place to play is something, a location, a facility, where when your participants show up, your players show up, they can jump in and play that you've got procedures and mechanisms to make that happen. So there's a couple things about place, and I'm gonna expand this a little bit because we're now dealing with COVID. We're now in a world where it's almost all virtual, but a lot of the principles that we're talking about remain consistent. And what they have to do with is, you want to show up at a consistent place and time. You want to show up so that people know where to be and when to be. And so if that's a rec room that you've converted into an arena or perhaps an office or a classroom, you don't need a giant facility. You just need a space that people know where the focal point is. The other aspect, I'll stay on in-person for a minute, is it's really, really great if your arena has a social space near it. This could be the Harry Potter effect that every club wants to have their own private room per se, and they want to have their own space that they can um, hang out in, if you think of sort of the common room of Gryffindor. But it still serves the same function is that if you're creating a recreational club, one of the things that people like to do is socialize together. So it's great mm -hmm. to have a game space where all your equipment is, but nearly as valuable to have a social space where people can hang out, couches, spaces for people to talk. So some of the great facilities that I've personally been to that serve this need is the city of Maricopa. Their esports program has a great arena and right next to it is a large space where it's comfortable to hang out, there's couches. And so people that aren't gaming can continue to socialize and make connections because that's what a great community is. It's where people are sharing their interests. DePaul's eSport program has a phenomenal similar arena size to Maricopa right next to a giant study area. So it's easy to grab chairs and tables and sit around and chat and strategize and hang out, make connections. So when we look at programs, that social space is nearly as important as the actual competitive space or the game space where people are going to play. Now, what does that mean online? Online, what that really boils down to is you're going to want to have sort of a digital footprint that's consistent that everybody can find. And consistency is the key. When and where are people going to play? Having something happen on a weekly rhythm is 
was the key of what made Jeff Miller's program at ASU, the ASU Weekly Series of Smash, so successful. While at times they moved around, whether it was a laundry room or sometimes a cafeteria and eventually a classroom, the key was consistency and accessibility. People knew where to go, when to be there, and it was easy for them to get to. So in a virtual environment, that would be their home. But what you really want to know is what's the website? What's the tool you're going to use? Are you going to be a Discord-based program? Are you going to try to do this with some other tool like perhaps Facebook? Or there's now some custom software out there targeting gamers to help create gaming communities. The main point is that you pick something and stick to it. You could do it with Slack. You might even be able to do it with Zoom or Google Meet. Let's be honest, Discord's probably the reigning king of social gaming hangouts, but Facebook is making a strong push to provide a community vibe and streaming support. You could actually do it with Facebook. So what matters is you've got a space and all of your tools point to the same set of tools and sharing locations. There's actually some really outstanding tools that have come available in the collegiate market that give you additional support above and beyond not only community, but they give you tools to help manage the roles, the jobs it takes to manage the people that are part of your community, and help you document what your purpose is, where you store documents, where are your procedures, all of the administrative that goes in keeping an organization running. So when you think about place, what you wanna think about is three key things. Do people know where to go? Do they know when to be there? Is it accessible? Some bonus things that go with that does it support socialization? Is there the opportunity to hang out outside the game? Is there a place for you to store documents, knowledge, information, content, so that people know, basically you could pass tribal knowledge down. That creates a sense of transition and consistency, especially in organizations where you're having people age out of the organization. So this is super important when you're dealing with kids. Some other things that have to do with space or place, that, that psychological space, people know where to be. Another tool that is really powerful and we've learned has had a tremendous impact for us is adding a, a stream. There's adding a uh, live stream that allows people at home or people that can't physically be there to log in and participate. So much of what happens in video game competitions is invisible to people. It's just between two competitors. They're the only people that get to see or know what's going on. And even if you have them streaming, you can still end up with sort of a small kind of effect. So anything you can do to create an audience, create spectators, to open the visibility of your program will help increase participation in your program, help increase a sense of connection in your program. So when you're designing your program, one of the things you really want to think about is how do people see it? How they don't always have, obviously participation is paramount, but you want to create that sort of halo effect of, well, I want to know what's going on. How do I stay informed? Are you using bracket software like Challenge or Smash GG or Battlefy um, to expose what's happening in the tournament so people can check it out? There's so many different ways of pulling a program together, but the key thing you want to look at, like I said, is that consistency, accessibility, um, people know where and when to be, but also visibility. So if I was going to add a fourth one is really put some thoughts into visibility so that people that aren't actively participating or perhaps they've been eliminated can still be connected 
So if we're going to add a fifth item, I love items. How about sociability? The ability to have a conversation around the program and around what's happening. So a great place for a esports program supports that consistency of location, accessibility. People know what time it is to be there. It is, promotes visibility and it promotes sociability. So those are some metrics that you might want to consider when you're setting up your program of answering, how am I going to solve these problems? And there's some great tools out there and in later episodes, I'll dig into them deeper, but at least it gives you a concept of some things to consider as you're trying to start your program so that you can address these things and allow your audience to build because community comes from shared interest and communication around the shared interest. With those sort of compass points, you could begin to cover all the bases so that you have a chance of having a very strong program. So I hope you found that useful. If you're looking for more information, you can find me at scottnobis.com. You can also track my companies at bravest.com. We just recently revamped our website to give you even more great information and access to all the programs that we provide to schools, colleges, municipalities, any organization really. Um, reach out. I'm sure we could help you. And finally, of course, GameTruck.com, my original company that my love for passion of helping people play together and connect around video games. Uh, we're opening up, the country's coming back, and we're looking forward to helping people play and reestablish those great in-person connections. Have a great day, stay safe out there, and I look forward to talking to you next week.